Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. KYW original podcast. Well, Ray Dittinger, I, I didn't get the scores spot on, but I got the outcome spot on. I just had a feeling that it was going to go as it did yesterday with Washington losing to Carolina and the Giants losing to Baltimore and everything being set up so beautifully for the Eagles to be in the driver's seat come week 17. And they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. They got blown out again in Dallas for the second year in a row. This time, 37-17. to Ray, after all was said and done yesterday, uh, what's, what's your main takeaway that you have about this team and the franchise after yesterday's loss? Well, I think it underscores what should have been pretty obvious uh, for most of the season is that this is a team that has a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. I mean, everybody has, uh, most, I'd say most people, uh, have tried to make this whole season just about Carson Wentz uh, and the, you know, what, what his problems are, what his liabilities are, uh, and how uh, you probably have to move on from him as the quarterback. I mean, the conversation in the city really has been, and especially the last couple of weeks, has been all about Wentz, 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 in, in almost in a sense that it's all been his fault. And I think yesterday was the day that they kind of uh, ripped the mask off, and there was, and it was kind of there for everybody to see that no, I mean Carson Wentz played badly, but he wasn't the only one that played badly, and there are multiple reasons for it. And so, if if you look at this, or you look at this even halfway honestly, uh, as an Eagles organization, you have to look at the fact that here we sit today. The Eagles played in the NFC East, which is one of the two worst divisions in the history of professional football. And going into the final week of the season, you're the only team from that division that has been eliminated from the playoffs. You were the first team eliminated from the NFC East. So that doesn't speak to problem at one position or one player. It speaks to problems that start at the top of the organization and go all the way down. And that this offseason requires a lot of change. You know, you may have to change a quarterback, but you're going to have to change a lot more than that. And I think that became painfully obvious yesterday in Dallas. It's the fr- it's the only it's the third time, just the third time in the last 21 seasons dating back to 2000 that the Eagles are going to finish with double digits and losses. Only 3 times since 2000. This year, 2012, which was Reed's last season. And uh, and uh, 2005, which was the year after they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Those are the only years that this franchise has experienced double-digit losses since 2000. So it stands out to how poor that this season has been. Um, Ray, what do you think this franchise needs? What do you think needs to happen with this franchise going forward? They need to get better players um, all across the board. Uh, 
again, again, it's not just an issue of quarterback. I mean, you have, you have issues just about everywhere you want to look. Uh, and so that means you really have to upgrade the roster. But to upgrade the roster, you have to improve your player personnel department. You have to have the right people in place to make the decision to find the better players that are going to come in and rebuild this team. You know, ultimately, priority number one is you're going to have to get a better team. Uh, you look at the roster that finished the season, and you can attribute some of it uh, to injury, certainly. But there are just a lot of guys on this on this roster that just have to be replaced. I mean, it, this has to be a big overhaul. But you need the right people making those decisions, and that goes upstairs. So, you know, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, the idea that, well, we're going to get a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of guys hurt, but they're going to be back next year. They're going to be healthy, and we'll be fine. No, you're not. I mean, because this game, more than almost any other game that I could think of, really exposed uh, how inadequate your depth was. I mean, you just didn't have enough good players here. And the deeper, you know, it's ver- it's all well and good to say next man up, next man up. But when the next man up isn't an NFL player, then then all of a sudden that falls apart. So they need to rebuild the roster. They need to bring in better players. And they need better, smarter people picking those players. What do you think ultimately cost them the game yesterday? Because they were up 14-3, to and they were playing really well, and then everything just went downhill after that. Um, they, they just got exposed in the secondary. Um, they, uh, I give, I give the Dallas Cowboys, sometimes you have to give the other team some credit. And I think, and even in this city, you're very reluctant to give the Dallas Cowboys credit for anything, but I think the offensive staff, uh, Kellen Moore, the play caller did a really good job of identifying where the holes were in the Eagles secondary. And he looked at Michael Jackett and said, okay, we can make some plays over here. And so they just, they just uh, they were merciless. I mean, they just went after him play after play after play every time they needed one, and he just couldn't handle Michael Gallup. And they set up a, a passing scheme or a protection scheme in which Andy Dalton was getting the ball out of his hand real fast, and uh, the Eagles couldn't get any kind of pressure on him. I mean, you knew coming in, and you and I talked on Friday, one of the keys to this game was we knew that the Eagles' secondary was shorthanded, way shorthanded, and the Cowboys have dangerous receivers. So for the Eagles to win this game, what they had to do was they had to get a big-time pass rush on Andy Dalton. And because of the way they set up the passing game with the short routes and the quick release, it neutralized the Eagles' pass rush. And then, of course, the Eagles lose Fletcher Cox to an injury, which made it even worse. And then it was just became target practice for Andy Dalton. And once they found that pigeon in the secondary, they just worked on him and worked on him and worked on him until the game was basically out of hand. What did you think, I guess, uh, first of Jim Schwartz's adjustment, or maybe adjustment, he didn't adjust quickly enough. What did you think of Jim Schwartz's coaching yesterday in terms of when he made the adjustment to go to Jalen Mills after Michael Jaquet was clearly struggling? And what did you think of Doug Peterson's play calling from the fact that the Eagles ran the ball so effectively on that first drive? And then as the game went on, it became less and less. And even when they were behind, and they weren't drastically behind, he still went away from the run. What did you think of those two coaching aspects? Very poor. It's why when we gave our post-game report cards, I gave the coaching an F. Um, And I go all the way across the board. Special teams are lousy, too. Uh, And, uh, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify this, but you know, when you're a team like the Eagles and you come into this game and everything is sitting there for you and all the stuff that you need to happen outside your immediate circle is all breaking your way. I mean, by the time you go on the field, the Giants had already lost. 
by the time you by the time you seize that early fourteen to three lead, the Washington is already losing Bailey and Carolina. So it looks like that piece is going to fall. It looks like that domino is going to fall your way. It's all sitting there for you. And by the way, you're also playing a team that's not very good. Uh, I mean, it was all there for the taking. Uh, and the Eagles just completely collapsed. And you know that's it's the player's fault, but I think it's it's the it's the coach's fault too. And it goes all the way across the board. Uh, you cited it on Doug. I mean, but it's it's, it's a theme that we've uh, that we've come back to. It seems like almost weekly. Uh, but I mean, they just don't run the ball enough. And especially when you came into this game and you knew coming into this game that the that the Cowboys were the 32nd ranked run defense in football, worst defense in football, giving up five yards a carry, giving up 160 yards a game on the ground. I mean, they hadn't stopped anybody on the ground all year. You knew that coming in. And on your first possession, you just walk the ball right down the field, 75 yards, nine runs, two passes. You punch it in. Miles Sanders goes into the end zone standing up. I mean, it's right there. I mean, it's clear, yeah, they're they're the worst run defense in football. It's right here. And then you hit the big pass to Deshaun Jackson to get a 14-3, to and then you basically just go away from it. And then and then they just didn't really run the ball hardly at all the rest of the game, even though it remained. I mean, it, be, it looks like you look at the final score, 37-17, it looks like a blowout. It really wasn't. I mean, it became a blowout at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was a close game, a one-score, one-possession kind of game most of the way. You could have gone back to the run anytime you wanted to, but they chose not to, and they just put it all on Hertz, and they just called pass after pass after pass. And it just wasn't working. The offensive line was bad again. Receivers weren't getting open. And you saw that Jalen Hurts fell into a lot of the same traps that Carson Wentz did. I mean, forcing plays, forcing passes, fumbling the football. And the one thing, if you wanted to be a fair-minded fan after watching that game, the one conclusion you come away from is, well, you know what? I guess it wasn't all Carson Wentz's fault. And to, I guess two more questions, one on the game and then one on, on next week. I guess... Because you keep you used the word rebuild, and you kept bringing up all these issues that the Eagles have from top to bottom in their franchise, that they, they need a lot of changes going into next season. If they would have won yesterday, uh, they would go into a Sunday night game where it's winner-take-all for the division, basically, with all the momentum, so on and so forth, and then get into the playoffs, and then everybody's feeling good, and we'll see what happens. But there's still a lot of issues on this team. And this might be a silly question, but was it almost good in a sense yesterday that the Eagles didn't win so that changes can be made going into next season? Well, there were a lot of people last week um, that were saying that exactly that, that, you know, I don't want this team to win out. I don't want this team to go to the playoffs, partly for that reason. uh, But also, I want the higher draft pick. You know, I want the easier schedule. Uh, I want them to understand that they, the massive change is needed uh, for all of those reasons. Um, but I, I'm of the opinion that if you can win and get in the playoffs, you might as well win and get in the playoffs. I mean, that's the goal of the whole season. So why stop now? Um, but now having had this happen and having the Eagles lose this game uh, in, in the most disappointing possible way, because everything else you needed to happen happened. You just couldn't take care of business yourself. So for it to come down that way, um, I look at it and I just say, you know, okay, it's it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing because there's no way uh, there's no way that Jeff Lurie watching that game yesterday could look at that and just say, oh, you know what, we're we're, we're okay. You know, we, we 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 took this thing right down to the end. No, 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 no. 
you're the worst team in the worst division in football. And that to me, that to me sends out a mandate that you have to make a lot of change here in this off season. So if it wasn't clear before, it's certainly clear now. You mentioned, um, you mentioned that uh, Eagles fans would be reluctant to give Dallas credit for yesterday because they, they just can't stand that franchise, which is so understandable. If the Eagles lose, then Washington wins the division. But if the Eagles win, then there's the possibility that that could open the door for the Cowboys to win the division. Who, If the Eagles win, it's whoever wins the earlier game between Dallas and New York. So, Ray, uh, what should an Eagles fan hope for next week? How should an Eagles fan approach that game? Um, how it affects I know Eagles fans always think in terms of the Eagles first and the Cowboys second um, in terms of their priority. They want the Eagles to win and the Cowboys to lose every week, regardless of the record, regardless of the standings. That's just, that's just part of the, your DNA as a Philadelphia fan. So I understand that. Uh, and if you're an Eagles fan, you don't want to be in a situation where you do anything that helps the Cowboys. And that's fine. <laughs> that's unfortunately, that's kind of the position you find yourself in going into the final week of the season. Um, and you never want to be in that position where you're wrapping up a miserable year and you're actually helping the Cowboys go to the playoffs. That's <laughs> what, 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 what could really, what could really be more 2020 really? <laughs> than, than that scenario that you're, that you're playing, you're playing a game that means absolutely nothing to you. Uh, and, but by winning it, you can help the Dallas Cowboys get to the playoffs. I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that's the ultimate smack yourself in the face sort of scenario, but that's, that's the kind of season that it's been. Um, uh, it's, you know, that, that's, this organization has a, has a lot of decisions to make this off season and, and a lot of big ones, uh, not the least of which is what we're going to do with the quarterback position. Um, and I think yesterday, you know, I mean, Hertz went out and he competed and he battled and he fought hard, but, you know, I mean, the idea that he was suddenly, you know, the, the kid on the magic carpet that was going to come in and save the day and, and make make a bad team a good team week after week was kind of exposed. I mean, you saw that uh, when everything kind of falls apart around you, almost any quarterback is going to struggle. And Carson Wentz did mightily through 12 weeks. And yesterday it was Jalen Hurts' turn. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that he'll probably be the guy on Sunday, if assuming his injury isn't too bad, that he will be the guy on Sunday. But this organization has a lot of soul-searching to do. And probably, you know, if anything, if there was any benefit to yesterday, you can begin that soul-searching today, as opposed to thinking about trying to go to the playoffs on Sunday. Yeah, you get a, a week head start, to an extra week head start to start looking ahead towards next season and start evaluating and making decisions towards next season. Uh, def- they could definitely start doing that, no, no doubt about it. Ray, I, I appreciate the insight as always. There is one more regular season game to go. It is a late night game, uh, and we'll preview it Friday, Eagles and Washington, and then we'll get up bright and early on no sleep to recap it on uh, a week from today, Monday morning. Thanks for the time, and, and have a wonderful week. You too, David. I'll talk to you on Friday. Talk to you Friday, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.